Welcome to Danley and Friends. My name is Ryan Danley. On this episode, I've got two entertaining young gentlemen with me. Jeremy Robinson and Darren Hightower host a show on Instagram called Cognac and Conversations. These good brothers, and when I say good brothers, I mean members of the greatest fraternity, Cap Alpha Psi. These guys talk about all kinds of things on the show, whether it's relationships, culture, music, sports, entertainment, what have you. And there's always lively discussion going on in the chat during their live sessions. They're not afraid to say what they think or how they feel, even if it's considered controversial. And that's something I admire about them. Something I also admire about them is not only have they kept this quarantine project going, for quite some time, but both of them seem to have this magnetism about them. Wherever they go, they seem to draw a crowd, draw people around them, and draw good times. I certainly had a good time talking to them. I think you'll enjoy this conversation too. Enjoy the show. Bitch off of it, I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, I grew up in the public school system. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I was kind of a hard-headed kid, definitely hard-headed kid. I ended up uh, getting kicked out of public school, going to a private school. Luckily, I was an athlete, uh, ended up graduating from Bishop Chittard High School, and then that's where I got a college scholarship initially to uh, Virginia State University. Uh, I was playing basketball out in Petersburg, Virginia, and uh, did about two years out there where my then my father actually uh, got having heart attacks and different health complications. So I came back home. Uh, none of my credits actually transferred with me. And then that's actually where in life I met Jordan Coleman and Jeremy Montserrat-Robinson. <laughs> and then uh, I went ahead, transferred in IUPUI, and that's where I pledged Kappa Alpha Psi. And then yo, I- yo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then right, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then- uh, I graduated with a degree in broadcast journalism. Uh, I did a little, my internship at uh, WTHR, Channel 13 News. Uh, I was on the news for a little bit. My first job was actually in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, Once I first got, uh, I want to say the first contract that I got, it was so low. It just made me not even want to do it. I was like, all the legwork that I know I'm going to have to do putting into this, it's just not going to not going to feed me. So I went ahead and accepted a sales position in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And that's when I moved out to uh, Tempe, Arizona. Uh, I did about a year and a half there. And that's where I actually, uh, I don't know if I'm getting too in depth into it or. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Yeah. And uh, that's where I, I ran into an issue where I, I had a vascular necrosis. So I actually had to start looking for doctors to get a hip replacement. and. I moved, I went back to my doctor who, uh, who actually has worked on me before. And, uh, when I was talking to the doctor, they gave me about three doctors that would be able to deal with what I had. And two of them were in Atlanta, Georgia. That's where my brother also stayed. And I also had a job offer there. So I went ahead and made the transition down to Georgia and that got me here. I, I had the surgery done last year. I've been getting into so many different opportunities since I've been here, uh, acting opportunities, 
just things that I've never thought that would come to me, just kind of find their way to me down here as far as opportunities and things that I am open to doing. And I'm here now. Don't let Darren fool y'all. He's been casting in some, some actual good movies. <laughs> talk to me. Talk to me. Like, like what? Like what? Uh, I was an extra in Lovecraft Country. I was in the Hate. Oh, that's my show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the episode. It was episode seven. I want to say it was. I was casted in, and then uh, right now I'm in the process of. Uh, I just sent some information in for uh, Spider Man, the new Spider Man coming out. We'll see how that goes. I think I'm probably. It was for uh, for Miles Morales's father. So we're gonna see how that goes. I know I have to speak for that, but. It's a grind, man. Acting's a grind. Honestly, I, that's why I got into real estate because it provides me the time, the extra time that I would need to actually get into that. And I, it's honestly something that I didn't know I would actually like at first. But once so I got down here and met a couple people, like it's it's something that's growing on me a lot and something that I really like to do. Yeah, man. Um, I think that's really cool. And I, I definitely want to dive into what I call as Darren is a Rolling Stone because it seems like you've been all over the United States in different cities and, and places, you know, all kinds of places. So uh, I definitely want to dive into that. But uh, I want to hear about uh, Jeremy a little bit first. Oh, yeah. Uh, not a problem, not a problem. So for those who don't know, Jeremy Robinson, I'm actually originally from Gary, Indiana. So little Rouse, Northwest Indiana, Rouse, South Chicago. So born and raised, definitely Michael Jackson, hero. At the, I don't care what nobody says. That's our pop king. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> But continuing forward, you know, growing up there, like I said, childhood's been pretty good for the most part. You know, come from two two parent family. Like I said, I know people that may have not came from Gary or been in Gary is not the most you know developed city. It's, it's, it's kind of dilapidated for the most part, especially now at this time of age. However, it didn't stop my childhood from growing up. Still trying to get the education to want to be something that I wanted to be, which was an engineer. So eventually. I went, you know, graduated from high school and actually attended any university, Purdue University, Indianapolis. So basically, I call it Purdue University because that was a school that, I, that <laughs> I went to. So, and I majored in construction engineering management. And I said, through there, you know, pledged the luxurious fraternity cap I was opportunity incorporated with two other brothers. So you already know how it is. So went through that and, you know, graduated to class 2015 job offer right right before I graduated which is a blessing I, I kind of I was I was so happy started with a company as an inside sales uh engineer for a mechanical rep firm uh AC equipment which actually was a good start for my career because it got me acclimated into the actual construction like HVAC industry specifically and it got me you know knowledgeable and that's why I started developing more of my network within the industry within the whole Indianapolis area However, I kind of looked into, like, if anything, you know, being Indiana my whole life, I always, I have, Indiana would always be my home, but I always wanted to look into, like, you know, just moving and broadening my horizon and just seeing other things. Because I just, as much as I used to travel as a kid with my family, my family used to take us, like, a lot of uh, road trips. I always wanted to just, you know, see what the world is, man. Because it's a lot in this world that a lot of people don't see. And a lot of people know I love to travel. Like I said, I, I, now being older, now I actually have some type of financial stability. <laughs> I, like to, I like to see anything I can. So me getting a chance and, and like me being from the Midwest and me just, you know, self-motivating myself to like, you know, just drive and do better. Like I just looked at like, you know, wanted to go far. So um, I, that's why I went into my new company 
well, not it's currently currently coming out, but at that time, uh, Johnson Controls. That's why I started working for Raptor. Transitioned from my that company to Johnson Controls, and I was basically doing some uh, engineering specialist position with that. Moved up the ranks and became a regional manager where they promoted me and relocated me to Baltimore, Maryland. So never in my life thought I'll go to Baltimore. <laughs> never, <laughs> like I that was never ever in my like thing. But I have met some being out here. And this is about two years ago now. I've been out for like two years. I met some amazing people and definitely met, definitely networked because, like I said, the black culture out here, especially with a lot of black businesses, a lot of black, like just everything. It's, it's, it's amazing. So I, I've been networking with a lot of people and the network has actually brought me to where I actually partnered with a production group called My Classic Productions. And that's where we basically host different types of events throughout the whole uh, Charm City area from different late night happy hours, uh, social gathering, stuff like that. So, and there, I know it's me, probably all see my flyers I'd be posting. Like I said, we have Taco Tuesday nights at certain restaurants, just different stuff to bring out the young professional within the city since Baltimore, it, it has like a, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. It has like a different dynamic where it's like either you get, you know, more of the hood <laughs> of the <laughs> side or like strictly like one, like the white side. And a lot of people that I've, when I used to network that was young professionals, they were telling me like, well, we just want like a like a middle ground to where we could just come together and like network, socialize, you know, conjugate, stuff like that. So that's where this production that I, I'm part of, we, we feel that middle ground. And that's why a lot of people come to our events and it's, it's definitely excellent turnout. So I, I'm, I've been happy to be a part of this great organization. And Outside of that, like I said, I've, I've been got recently just got another promotion, so they moved me down here to the DMV area. So where my office, I, I, I basically am a system applications manager, to where I basically concentrate on the operation side of of all types of applications for uh, HVAC from hospitals, office spaces, everything like uh, school systems all throughout the whole DMV area, throughout DC. All the counties are out here. So whatever my company is involved in, I have a team that I manage over that and I oversee all of that. So it's a, it's a big seat to fill, but I love it because it definitely sharpens my iron when it comes to leadership. It definitely gets me to connect with different people from different types of walks of life and backgrounds. And it's, it's, it's definitely fulfilling to me. So I, I love going to work and I love to actually do what I do every day, as well as host events on the side too. So like <laughs> That's what's up, man. Um, I think that's such a keen insight um, in terms of bridging that gap between, like you said, the hood side versus, you know, kind of like the professional white side. It's like there's this middle ground that's ripe with opportunity. Um, and you know what? That, that mentality is something that I see in both you guys. It's like the ability to uh, pick out those opportunities and, and see what comes your way and um, roll with it and make it the best that it can be. You know, I kind of want to talk about that a little bit. So you guys have both been um, you know, Indiana, Midwest kids, um, and you've both been to vastly different places um, all over the U.S., you know, all over different cities. Um, coming from Indianapolis, I know Indianapolis is like, I call it like a big, small town because it kind of has a small town feel to it. But, uh, you know, because people kind of know each other and stuff like that, but it's still pretty big. And uh, coming from Gary, I know um, people hate on Gary, man, if they're not from there. Um, so I know there's, you know, stuff that comes with that. I went to Butler. Like there are kids that are like, oh, my God, I'm scared to drive through Gary. And I'm like, I mean, OK, it's really not that bad. But uh, OK, you know, I'm from Youngstown and people treat it the, the same way or very similar. You know what I mean? Um, so coming from where you guys come from and, you know, having this collection of experiences, like how did that play into your mentalities? 
but okay, I'll go first. How did coming from where I came from? So, as I was saying before, coming from Gary, Indiana, man, it definitely created somewhat of, I would say, a hustler's mentality in us. And especially everybody I know that's from Gary that's like, you know, left and doing great for themselves. They still always have that that hunger in them because for where we came from, it wasn't too much like, you know, how should I say, inspiration, positivity. Like I said, we have, you know, mentors and people that will, you know, get us to see the light and see the better in us. But a lot of people that, especially a lot of my friends, I would say that I went to, to elementary, middle school, high school, to our whole school. It, it, you, you can really tell that they really stay to the product of their environment. And like, if anything, like there's been many people I've talked to to where they would say like, yeah, you know, after I graduate high school, I'm just going to work in a steel mill. That's, that's really all I know. And I'm just like, no, bro, like you can do something else more than that. Like, what do you like to do? Like, what do you like, you know, how about you try this route? You know, like, how about you do this? Like, it's not just sports or steel mill. Like, just you can, you can be creative to where you can, you know, get out here and, and make something of yourself and be better. Don't just get stuck into this, like, you know, this type of like mind state, this settling mind state. That's not where it needs to be. You need to, you, you got to see in yourself that there's something more. And I, I feel like the people, like, where I'm from, it takes a lot to, like, you know, have that instilled into you. My parents are still into me, and I still to myself every freaking day. So coming from Gary, like, it really created a hustler mentality in me. And like I said, I still have that to this day. That's what's up. I was definitely going to ask where that came from. But uh, you know, I think that parental relationship is definitely important, um, you know, no matter how your family sliced. It's like, you know, my mom is a single mom, but it's like, you know, she told me that I can do anything. And, you know, therefore, I believe it. Um, so I, I admire that in you, man, because, you know, some, like you said, some people just kind of get trapped. And uh, look at you, man. Uh, they're moving you across the country and they call you Jay now. <laughs> hey, man. Like I said, still the same, still the same guy. Ain't nothing changed. Like I said, just still just trying to just make a way at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. So, Darren, how about you, man? I know you said uh, ball was kind of the catalyst that got you, um, you know, kind of going places. And, you know, how did your different experiences um, um, and your upbringing tie in to your worldview? It was really ball. Uh, ball got me to go different places, but I would say, I mean, there was a lot of iron sharpening as far as when it comes to like my youth. Uh, I mean, of course, uh, there was a couple juvenile trips in my youth. I mean, I don't tell a lot of people about that, but I'll share that with you guys. And I mean, my mom, she was a single mother for quite a bit of time, but she was very militant. She was, I was raised in a military family. So it's very, uh, I think as far as when it comes to parenting, there was a certain way that I wanted to be talked to, but I'm a child and ch children do are not allowed to be opinionated at all. So it's like, <laughs> don't <laughs> so, talk back. You do not exactly, talk back. <laughs> you have, you have no say so when the parent is paying bills. So it's like, uh, it was really once I left North central, which, uh, um, once I left North central and went to Shatar, it actually showed me there was a lot more, to life and i and i'll say it was more so because i was going from an inner city school to now a private school where totally different like it was 75 percent african-american now i'm going into a situation where there's probably only 10 african-americans in the school so it was a very vast change in personnel i went from wearing tall tees and now i'm wearing Abercrombie and fitch american <laughs> like it was an absolute change, and I will definitely say that's where I learned to adapt to whatever environment I'm put into. 
And it just helped me learn that there's so much more to life and there's so many different things out there. And it, it kind of just fed into me wanting more. Like immediately, once I got my first offer or once I started getting looked out by colleges, I mean, IUPUI was one of the places IU said I could probably walk on. But I automatically wanted to leave because I knew there was more out there. Like I, 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 there was more that I wanted to see. So when Virginia State came along and it was like Petersburg, Virginia, HBCU, I was quick to go ahead and jump at it because I felt like it was an opportunity to get to see more, just different things. Yeah, man. And like that, that kind of, I mean, it is culture shock you experience when you go from a place that's 75% black to like, you know, maybe 10 people. Um, and I do think that that's kind of an experience that's, unique to black people in a lot of ways you know you don't really see too many like white kids that go to an all-black school all of a sudden um so i think that that's uh, quite a unique experience that we have um, talk to me about you guys linking up and you know how this became cognac and conversations eventually but what's, what's the origin of darren and jeremy becoming friends um, i mean basically as you know well Darren, ryan you know but i know <laughs> Darren, of course, in, in the frat, he's my player's son. Um, but we, even prior to the frat, we had, we had a bond that we already made even before the frat. Like, Darren used to come over all the time prior to even, like, you know, joining the fraternity, just to hang out, chill, go out, wherever the case. And we just always had a bond where we just, you know, connected. And like I said, once he joined the frat, it just, like I said, I, I made it to where I wanted him to be. And for those who, don't, who may I know that's not, like, of course, in the Greek realm, like a pledged father and a pledged son is kind of like, you know, like a real strong bond within those two people. So I'm two brothers, I should say. Yeah. So, yeah, me wanting him to be my pledged son, because I would say I was real close with him prior to the frat to now. So that's why I, was, I really felt that was a real good thing. Like ever since then, we've been, you know, bonded ever since. And me, me and him always stayed in contact even after we both, you know, moved and graduated, whatever the case. And Darren, you got anything else to add to that? <laughs> that's literally it, man. I mean. But, but in regards to Konya conversations, though, I mean, me and Darren, we looked at it like this. We always have conversations, man. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, the way the conversations go on the Konya conversations, that's how we talk. <laughs> we, literally talk we literally have no filter when we talk about certain things. And we literally feel like, look, what we be saying... Really, people need to hear what we be saying because we be hitting the nail on the head. We keep it, we keep it real raw, like real raw content with no filter. And like, it's not like we say anything of like outlandish, whatever the case. We we speak of some. We feel we're speakers of substance. And even when we have conversations around people, they laugh and they get entertained. They engage because we're speaking some substance. So, and of course, once you drink the. You know, a little bit of yak, you know, <laughs> loose, get a little, the, the, the substance get a little more loose. So that's all we just one day, you know, looked at it like, hey, let's just get on live and just, you know, because we got we feel like we had the personality for it. We definitely had the personality for it. Ain't no feel we had the personality for it. So we just started basically popping off. We're just doing the live on IG because a lot of people do it at the end of the day. And we got people that, if anything, from my area within the DMV area, as well as and Darren's air from Atlanta that tune in faithfully, like, and, and we appreciate that. We really do appreciate that. And they, you know, if anything, we, we, we like that 
even you, Ryan, like we like that you all are engaged in our conversations when it comes to just anything from the media to politics to just relationships, like just, just giving out a lot of those relationship advice and just giving like that man perspective to a lot of the women. And I know a lot of women be like, ah, <laughs> but <laughs> we like to hear that though, because we like to keep it real. We like to just keep it really real. So we, and, and, and the thing is like, we, 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 vain thing, we, our goal right now, if anything, is just to, just to build our brand upon this. Cause eventually we want to transition to a podcast as well. Cause there's a lot of things we like to talk about and we, and Hey, I'm trying to be like you. <laughs> hey man, it's just, we went about it different ways, you know, and uh, I actually really like your guys' format because it allows the crowd to, you know, interact and ask questions and things like that. And uh, I love popping in because it's like, man, what are they going to be talking about today? And, you know, the conversation is always lively, man. So, um, you know, I'm curious about that, man. You guys have had a lot of episodes now and I admire that you guys have kept it going. Um, you said you talk about things of substance and, you know, controversial things. And that, that's what I'm about, man. I think people need uh, a platform and an opportunity to say what some would consider wild things, because how else can we talk about them? How else can we you know, get through this? So I'm curious. What's one of the more lively debates that you guys have had uh, as of late? <laughs> hey. the, child the child support debate was pretty, that was pretty. Uh, so one of my brother's friends, I'll say his name, Rylan, Rylan Peterson, he's actually an alpha. But <laughs> 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 Rylan was debating with one of, uh, was it Dom? He was debating with Dom from uh, Maryland and, they were debating about child support. And of course, Rylan got a little bit in his feelings because I mean, Rylan is, is paying, <laughs> paying child support. I don't know how much in child support he's paying, but when it's to the, I mean, what I got from it all in that situation was do not go into a court without your lawyer or you're going to get done badly, bro. <laughs> Hold on, man. My man showed up in court without a lawyer? Without a lawyer. She ran up the worksheet on him, which I guess there's a, child support worksheet and if you don't come with your lawyer you can't contest the worksheet so she was saying she didn't make nothing but she's a whole doctor so she makes money so she's just waxing them just waxing them financially wow man so I'm not getting a divorce yeah not <laughs> that conversation and my mind marriage, was like marriage for me man I, 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 I'm not doing I don't want no baby mama like, I don't care. I, and, and, and to piggyback off Darren, so I feel like a lot of our real good conversations where people are truly engaged is definitely our relationship topics. Like our relationship advice topics are like definitely ones that people like tune in and are highly engaged in because we be saying some stuff that definitely be triggering people. And that's what I like to do. We like to trigger them. <laughs> give me one, man. You got to give me one, man. You can't, you can't drop that and not, not give me an, uh, an example. I, I got you. I got the example. So... <sighs> One that we said that really triggered a lot of girls, specifically in the chat, was the fact that, um, I, uh, let's, let's yeah, uh, rent, like paying, paying, no, 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 not rent, uh, dating, dating. Let's let's say let's say the the dating one, the dating one. So of course, a lot of women look at it like, you know, is there a certain amount of money a guy should be paying? Like it shouldn't even matter, and like, hey. <laughs> I feel like every guy, like we, we be having tricks that not really necessarily tricks, but just certain ways to where we're not trying to like, you know, waste money on a woman that we're not really like, you know, trying to like 
go down level with. Basically, basically, like certain bars that provide specials or something like that. Like everybody knows how to like finagle finance. It's like okay, they got the happy hour spot. They only pile <laughs> of drinks or something like that. Like, and, and a lot of women feel like a happy hour is not a date. They look at like it's not a date. I look at like it is a date. <laughs> that oh, is so, a date. Sometimes you got to grab coffee and not dinner, man. You know, you got to gotta test the waters first there you go. and see what it's looking there you like. Go, Bro, it's a date to me. If I'm spending money on you, it's a date. <laughs> I, I find that an interesting one um, as well uh, in this environment of um, kind of inclusion and diversity and stuff like that where, where people are looking for gender equality because it's like, I feel like guys are having a harder time navigating the dating scene because it's like, do you want me to be traditional and pull out the chair and open the door and pay for the meal? Or, you know, do you want to show me that you're independent and can do these things? Like, what are my expectations supposed to be? And I feel like at this point, it's varying uh, so much uh, amongst, you know, different people that it, it's like a, a landmine out there. And I'm actually kind of glad I'm already married. <laughs> sir, sir, sir. Remember, I've just talked. I just talked to you, Jeremy, about that. So I was talking to a girl who was actually a lawyer, and it's like she's so independent and so busy, and and like I'm built off of the you make time for what you want to make it for. But sometimes, I mean, I understand she's a lawyer; she doesn't have time. But then it's like, I don't know, man. It'll just be like little different things. Like she makes time for what she wants to make it for. So it's like you kind of got to realize, like. Yeah, I get that you're successful and you're independent, but in the same sense, like if you were really interested or you really want to move forward or you really want to, you would make time for me. But I mean, it's it's weird, man. It's a weird, it's weird. Yeah, it's, 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 I've, and, and, and as many women I talk to about, they, they, they say, especially within the DMV era, they said dating is so hard out here. And I'm just like, I can highly disagree because <laughs> it's like- even for like the women's side, I look at like there's so many successful black men out here. I don't understand how it's hard, but like, and this is where another conversation that we have, like, I feel like a lot of women don't know how to, not even just women, men too. A lot of people don't know how to screen before they start to date, before they start to engage in them. And a lot of people see the red flags and they just keep it moving. <laughs> they don't care. They ignore the red flags, but then you get mad when the red flag smacks you. <laughs> you wonder why this guy is not calling you, he ghosting you, or what this person is in general. So I tell you all the time, I hate dating in Atlanta. I hate dating in Atlanta because Harris says this all the time. <laughs> I hate dating in Atlanta because it's just it's where you're gonna go, basically. Like me and Jeremy, we go to clubs a lot. You go to a club, I already know you're not gonna meet the woman of your dreams in a club. <laughs> when we went out that one time I met like two girls that had degrees I was like damn I don't, I don't, I don't know these women with degrees but it's like I don't know man it's different it's different man. like they're gonna come into your section have you seen the episode of Atlanta where women come into the section they're gonna drink your drinks they're gonna talk to you they're gonna they're gonna finagle you they're gonna talk to you like talk to everybody you're gonna think this is your wife and then at the end of the night they're like yeah i'm going home to my boyfriend like i gotta do what i gotta do <laughs> hold on you didn't bring him up at all previously yeah, like, you know what i mean like actually you were smiling at me like what hold on the jug <laughs> <laughs> that's funny man like in light of what you were saying earlier it's like you know 
Um, guys have their games when it comes to, you know, dating and, you know, going on the dates and stuff like that, the happy hour spot. But, you know, females have theirs too. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I'll show up in the section and, and flirt a little bit, get a couple free drinks and have no plans on, you know, anything other than that. So I don't know, man. I feel like it's, it's definitely a game out there. And, 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 and when we have these conversations on our platform, we, we, we low-key be trying to like, you know, give out some man secrets. We, we, you know, what's, what's the, what's the Steve Harvey, um, Big like, like a man. We low key giving out some men secrets, some men gems. <laughs> Dude, give me, give me some uh, men gems, bro. Drop some gems for the people. If you had to deliver a few, man. The Costa Rica. We can say the Costa Rica. If your guy's going to Costa Rica or Dominican Republic, he's not going to have a good guy time with his guys, man. That's like I don't <laughs> want to say what it is on your platform. Just know it's not a good time. If you look up. Taco Beach. And it- <laughs> Dude, we were talking about God trips versus girl trips. And I'm just like, God trips? <laughs> <laughs> no way. Guy trips are not what they, they probably think we out there playing poker. <laughs> going to clubs. And it's like, it's not like that at all, man. It's oh, like man. depressing. I feel like guys want to like let off steam. I don't want my future girlfriend seeing this. <laughs> I'm just happy I don't have to walk in the room and they're like, we got to talk about this. <laughs> You're going where now? Oh, okay. When you still on that podcast, uh, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, man. But I, I feel like girl trips, I honestly feel like girl trips, they, we were so, and this is another gym we were saying, like, I feel like on girl trips, you got girls that be like, you know, just want to just, you know, chill, relax with their friends, vibe at the beach, you know, get drinks, whatever the case. Just have a little fun. You got that one girlfriend that low-key want to do some dirt, though. <laughs> That's the one that was out there like, look, I am ready to get down. You other ladies, whoever's with me, if you're not, I don't care. I'm going. We are turning up. Had a shot of the group, man. We be having these conversations on our platform faithfully, man. It's like we get, as you can see, as you already know, we get a lot of engagement and we appreciate it. Like I said, these are conversations me and Darren have on a regular basis. (laughs) (laughs) Because most of these conversations are like really from our life experiences. (laughs) So, For sure, man. And I I think that's valid. And I think it's actually one thing that gets discredited in a lot of cases is, you know, it's like, hey, this is my lived experience that I'm telling you about. And this is, you know, what I've gone through. How can you tell me that, you know, things are different when this is, you know, what I live? So th- that's always a, a tough one to navigate, man. And, and it's so funny you mentioned that because, like, another conversation we be having, and I think Darren mentioned with regards to, like, the child support and everything. And we, one thing we talk about how, like, a lot of these celebrities pay, like, an outlandish amount for, like, child support. And I was talking about, like, one, one, convers- one episode we had where I was talking about, like, how a certain celebrity was paying, like, 40K a month. And I'm just like, why am I paying 40K a month? Why am I paying for it? Like, that's not for my, like, this isn't for my child. And a lot of the women on the episode was like, well, it doesn't matter. Like, you need to fight. No. (laughs) No, this is. 40K a month is outlandish, bro. That's a lot to ask. (laughs) You know? Man, my brother, I don't even want to get into that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I'm not trying to pay for, like, like Darren said, I'm not trying to pay for your lifestyle, man. I'm like, I, I guess it's 40K to keep up with your lifestyle. No, once we're done, we're done. I'm sorry. I'm paying, this is for my child. There's yeah, some, man. There's some friends will walk up and they're paying like 
$1,500 a month in child support and we'll walk up, see their kid, their hair's not cut, there's hole in their pants. Hey, man, and you can see the fumes coming out of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm paying that amount of money, my kid better be dripped out. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing you can do, man. Like, what you give the money... It doesn't matter where it goes to, man. And that's really what I think the system needs to work on, man. They need to make like a – if Rush if, – if Russell Simmons can make a Rush card, I think the government can make a card that actually puts together what they're spending their money Because, <laughs> man, I've seen baby mamas at the front row not have a job and be at the front row of a Beyonce concert, bro. And I'm like, this is not adding up. Swipe <laughs> the card and be like, line. This is this 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 transaction is not you yes. correct. <laughs> We're making more jobs, like everything. Just analyst, data analyst. There you go. Right. Jesus. Oh, man, man. She was at the front of a Beyonce concert, man. My man was mad. Like, those tickets are not cheap, man. Like, like even the nosebleeds in those concerts are ridiculous, man. I'm saying she's grabbing Beyonce's hair. Oh, not no. stroking her locks, bro. Stroking. The hair. And where's the child at? Where's the child at home? No, no haircut. No haircut on the kid. Kid is wearing felines. I'm like, yo, what are we doing here? <laughs> I'm dying, man. Felines and shacks. This kid is wearing, man. I'm like, what is? Get the starberries on. Right, bro. What are we doing, man? What are we? Oh. <laughs> this is, what are we doing? Bro, it's it's sickening, bro. It's it's sickening. It's so sick. Man, so I have to ask, like, do you get any like negative feedback from you know people of the opposite sex who you know oh. find a problem with your opinions or you know anything like that? All the time. <laughs> How do you navigate that? You know, I've I've had uh, I mean, we've had positive and we have negatives. I've had somebody reach out after uh. We did one of our shows and they were saying, uh, I, I think we asked the question. Well, I asked the question of, uh, I know as African-American women, they sometimes come at African-American men. And I was saying, like, what is it that we actually do wrong? Like, what is it that you guys like? Because I was like, you say we don't have your back in, backs in situations or we, we're not for you. So well, what is it that we're not for? Like. I see us all, like, we got Kamala Harrison, like, we're, we voted for her, too. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like we're, we have, we support you guys, like, nobody's gonna disrespect you guys in our face or something like that, and then they're like, well, y'all let, y'all supporting Tory Lanez, and you let Meg get shot, we're like, we let Meg get <laughs> What am I supposed to do, run up? Like, <laughs> you're still listening to Tory's music, and it's like, no, I'm not, like, I'm just... I don't know, man. I don't know what we can do, but I mean, there you brought up an excellent, like you brought up an excellent episode because when you brought up the fact that what can we do to protect black women, and these are one of the episodes where we had a real serious conversation because it was going on during the whole Megan and Tory Lanes shooting scandal, as we can call it. So when we brought up the fact that like how could we do to protect black women, and a lot of black women looked at like, well, y'all don't really protect us. I'm just like. Well, what can we do to protect you? <laughs> what can we do better? <laughs> and of course, a lot of the women definitely gave us some, you know, feedback on what we can do. Like some of them were saying, like, you know, hold yourselves accountable, stuff like that. And it's just like, I appreciate it. And it's like, we're not at the end of the day, we're 
they and, and one thing I, I do appreciate a lot of our fans know, even if we do get negative feedback and positive feedback, a lot of them personally know us. They know we come, we are genuine people, and we know that, like I said, we're not the type of people that will do that type of outlandish activities. So yeah, it's like a weird conversation, man. I, it's and this may be a little bit off off track of what we're talking about, but I feel like sometimes like we battle amongst who has it worse. And it's like, that, that's not even a conversation of what we have to battle about. Like neither one of us want to have it worse. Like we're both fighting for the same thing. I feel like, so it's like, why are we even having that conversation? It's like, we just be giving the man perspective and they don't like what he, what they, what yeah, he, man. <laughs> let's just keep it a buck. We be giving the man perspective. They don't like what we've been saying. But we be trying to help you when we give you the man perspective because it's it low key be gems. You know what? Um, I, I find a hard time navigating, and, th- and this actually might be two different conversations. But one thing you said about um, you know, the conversation about protecting black women, um, I have that come up at times because my wife is white, and people are like, "Oh, like how can you understand and stuff like that?" I'm like, "Have you seen my mom? You know what I mean? Like, have you seen my sisters? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so what, what difference does it make who I love?" You know, so I, I find that one difficult to navigate. Um, but the other piece that you were talking about, gender roles, that was the other one. So it's kind of like, you know, with that, what is the extent of what I'm supposed to do? You know, what do you want me to do um, when it comes to protecting you? Like outside of like hold my friends accountable and, and stuff like that. Like um, I always fought, find those like kind of landmine conversations because, uh you know, people always have such a different opinion on it. You know, do you guys see that the same way? Yes. Yeah. All across <laughs> the board, everybody's going to have a different opinion. Yeah. You said, you said you hit the nail on the head. We be having landmine conversations every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has a different opinion. What's the most fun part of what you guys do, man? Because, uh, you know, these lively conversations, I, I find energy from them. It's always, you know, you know, uh, an experience where you learn something by getting somebody else's perspective. And what's been the most fun part for you guys? I mean, for me, I would have to say just, you know, learn, me and Darren learn more about each other when we do these conversations and just learn, like, get this gaining different perspectives, as you were saying, from different, from, like, the woman perspective as well as other guy perspective when it comes to certain topics. Especially when we have, like, serious topics that can, like, you know, get people to, like, really chime in and you, you can see how that people view, or I should say, see the different views on certain things. No, definitely. I mean, learning everybody's different, different aspects and uh, just how they view different situations. Uh, I, I like to soak in different uh, information from everybody. So it's like seeing different perspectives makes me think about things in different ways. So that's always good. Oh, yeah, man. And uh, you know, speaking of learning things about people, uh, one thing I learned about you recently, Darren, uh, was your hip replacement and you, you having to go through that and um, you had to learn how to walk and everything like that again. Yeah. Um, you know, talk to me about that time. Cause I mean, that had to be, you know, something that was you know, painful for you to experience. Yeah. Uh, that was actually the second time uh, I tore my Achilles. That's why I stopped playing basketball. I, I don't share that a lot. Jeremy's been there for both of them, but I tore my Achilles. So that was the first time I had to uh, teach myself how to walk again. I think I was 23. And then, um, when I had the hip replacement, it was kind of like, I was just, I don't know when it comes to surgeries and stuff, man, I kind of just think to myself, like I have to get to where I need to be in order to 
Like, I, I don't even think about the surgery aspect. I think about where I want to be at the very end and what it's going to take me to get there. So it was just more so the motivation. Um, my mom was there for the surgery, the hip replacement. My nieces was there. And I mean, of course, that's the main thing is the support, the support that you have, your family. And like, I, I definitely will say like going through surgeries or anything like that, you, you look at your family totally differently after that like so much more care so much more love everybody who's there it's like it's a whole new f- profound respect and love for these people like my nieces waking up my nieces bringing me things to my bed when i wasn't walking and things of that nature so it was it was it was more so just a process i knew i had to go through i mean i had to start off on a walker uh i was numbed out probably for the first few hours uh couldn't walk. And then I want to say it was like 12 hours in, they made me get up and try to walk. And uh, I fell down the first time. Uh, my mom picked me up and I uh, just kind of made my way through it. I mean, I think more so emotionally and mentally, man, it does more to you than anything, man. Cause it's kind of like, you're thinking about yourself, especially like going from being like a collegiate athlete to now, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work and figure my way around and walk and stuff like that. It, it, it takes a mental toll, I think, more so than anything. And I mean, that's kind of where, more so what I was working on. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, talk to me about, like, some of the techniques or, you know, tools you use to help you through that time. I know you said family was very important. And, I mean, hell, your mom literally picking you up is beautiful. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm, our mamas are there for. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I fell down in the hallway when I was just trying to like reteach myself how to walk, and it was like there's like videos and stuff. I mean, she had to hold me while I was walking because I mean I'd fall over. But uh, man, it was a lot. It was a lot more mentally because uh, you're you're by yourself. Like everybody has to go to work. Everybody has to do their own thing. So it's it's just you and your thoughts at times. But I mean. There's definitely uh, numerous things. I remember I talked to Jeremy and you were like, man, suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought sort of, he'd been through worse. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean. I mean, it was good. I mean, but I definitely went to like, uh, therapy was more so a thing. I, I went to, I already deal with depressions of my own. Like that was something I was diagnosed with as a kid. So I already go to therapy and and deal with my stuff. So. It was just more so just mentally getting through. That's what's up, man. I, I commend you for that battle because it is certainly a tough one. And, uh, you know, even being willing to admit that, like, hey, it's probably time to seek help for, you know, my mental health um, is, is, a, is a big step, man. I, I see a therapist every Tuesday and it's uh, been key in uh, keeping my mind sharp, I think, and keeping me grounded. Definitely, man. Sometimes it's best to get, like, outside, outside counseling, somebody who has a different eye towards the situation. Kind of. Yeah, or somebody to tell you to suck it up. <laughs> it's not like I'm insensitive. <laughs> I'm not. Y'all not gonna paint that picture of me. <laughs> Don't paint that narrative. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that, man. But uh, speaking of the Jeremy narrative, um, you're someone who's reinvented yourself, man. You have um, grown. You are leading people. You are um, what I would consider successful. You know what I mean? Um, in terms of realizing the, the steps that you want to uh, take and then doing it. 
Um, talk to me about that a little bit, man, and, and some of the hardships you faced along the way. Man, I, if anything, type person I am, man, I just look at it like you, you, it starts with you at the end of the day. It starts with you. You, ha- you have to want to do something and make something of yourself at the end of the day. And that's, like I said, that's something that I've always had in myself since even I was a kid. Some, even talk to my dad will put me to the side and just tell me, like, you, you're different. You're, you're, you're somebody. You're different. And, like, me just, you know, throughout, throughout life, just trying, like, you know, accomplish my dreams. And, and like, I know this is going to sound like Disney Channel cliche, but, like, <laughs> just trying to make your dreams come true. And I always kept that in the back of my head. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my dreams come true one way or another. And, and just, like, you know, as I've been, as in just been, as I've been maturing and developing myself and growing in myself, it's, like, I always just wanted to just, you know, lead and just provide some type of like, you know, outlook to people because I just feel like, man, a lot of people are just like, not not necessarily lost, but just, you know, don't know where they're going in life. And the type of guy I am, like, especially with my career, what I'm doing now, I'm, I'm sharpening, you know, younger engineers into being the better engineer that they can be. And even outside of that, having those personal conversations about life and just, you know, develop themselves as a, a young professional within this industry to be a better person. So I'm, I'm, I'm applying these skills that I've learned and, and these values and these characteristics that I instilled in myself since I was a kid to now and, and, and giving that back to anybody I can do. And that's kind of what it, 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 it really it's a passion that I really enjoy. And of course, like, you know, the type of person I am outside of just that, I, I, I'm, I'm happy to wear it's like, of course, as you all know, especially Darren specifically, I love hosting stuff. Like, I love hosting events. I love, like, you know, just the atmosphere, just everybody having a good time, everybody enjoying themselves, you know, creating relationships, creating bonds, creating memories. So me having the chance, like, you know, coming, getting like, because, hey, even when I, there was a point where I was a kid, man, where I was extremely shy. Like, I was scared to talk to anybody. I was so scared. And then one day, it snapped. And I'm just like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't be like that if I want to be successful far in my life. And at the end of the day, people are going to look at you and say whatever they're going to say about you. Even if you're doing good, bad, whatever, it don't matter. People are going to always have something to say about you. So you have to off rip, get that mind state. You have to get, you have to get that out your mind to begin. Can't care what nobody, I literally don't care what nobody thinks. At the end of the day, I'm going to do me, and as long as I'm happy, I'm happy. Like I said, going revert back to what I was just saying about hosting stuff and just creating memories for people. Like I said, being with this organization, My Classic Productions, like I said, we do that throughout the whole Charm City area. We're actually going to span to the DMV area. And like I said, I'm just trying to build a brand. I'm trying to, I'm trying to just, you know, leave something for my family, man. Leave something. Because if anything, my, like I said, for one, my family Back in Gary, and I said, my dad's a retired steelman worker. My mom worked for the school system. And like I said, they, they, they good, good, you know, moderate jobs, if anything. They definitely provided for me and my sister and everything growing up. But at the end of the day, they always wanted us to do more. They always wanted us to, like, be the best you can be. And that's the type of thing I'm trying to do is be the best I could be in anything I do in my life, period. Bars. <laughs> you know? <laughs> mic, mic drop. Boom. <laughs> Absolute bars, man. So you know, you mentioned that switch just kind of flipped, and you were like, "Man, I need to I need to talk to people and you know do these things." Like, like how did you find that, man? Because um, I, there's no way that I could tell you're shy looking at your Instagram. 
Um, you know, it's a, it's a, the formula is a flyer goes up and then three, four days later, I see Jeremy surrounded by girls in a club. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, so it's, that doesn't seem like a, a shy guy thing that happens. <laughs> and so I, I'm wondering how you go from, oh man, I'm scared to talk to anybody to, you know, microphone in your hand, walking around a party. I mean, it's just, I, I feel like what, what, what kind of really helped me as a kid, if anything, my parents put me in different programs too, to where I was kind of like, you know, talking to different types of people from different types of backgrounds as well. A lot of these were programs were like engineering programs, leadership programs to where I was forced to be talked in front of people too. So that kind of helped me break out of my shell a little bit as well. That was kind of like after that, my little snap in a way. Because for one thing, when uh, every school I went to my whole, like since middle school to high school, predominantly black. I always went to a prime black school, which I would never take it for granted. But I feel like as a leader, as somebody I want to make change or whatever the case, like especially what Darren was saying, you have to be able to adapt to any type of environment you can. And that's being able to connect and mix with people from different types of backgrounds, white, Hispanic, black, Asian, Indian, don't matter. You have to be able to connect to these type of people in order to get ahead. And I learned that when I got older, being shy, especially in like not, you know, just being able to just interact and just converse with just people just of my race which I love, I have no problem with, but if I want to get ahead, I need to be able to connect with anybody from any type of background. And being put into a lot of those programs definitely got me more out of my shell and definitely got me to like, you know, interact. Because at the end of the day, you got to be yourself. You got to be yourself one day. Or and that's one thing. I, I, you, once, you, once you find yourself and really, find, and really ha- come to the point where you're comfortable with yourself is where you can go far. At that point, nothing matters. I'm generally comfortable with myself to the 100% T. This is who I am and, and nothing's going to change. So, like I said, me being, and, and now me being generally comfortable with myself and people, as Darren, me, me and him talk about like how people can feel my energy in the room. People, you know, like I said, when, I, when I'm hosting events, when I'm having gatherings, kickbacks, whatever the case, like I said, I, I can go into a room where I don't know nobody, come out know everybody. That's how, that's how I roll these days. That's what's up, man. Uh, I think that is uh, a life skill that uh, people could have because, I mean, especially these days when you're able to connect with so many people virtually, it affords you so many more opportunities um, to you know, talk to people around the world and, and things like that. And they're going to have different customs and different ways of viewing things. So it's like you really have to know how to interact with you know, so many different types of people. And uh, I'm sure down in the area where you are, I mean, D.C. is like you know, one of the biggest melting pots uh, you know, in the United States. So. I think that's pretty cool. And the thing, and being and living in DC now, it's, it's, it's such a beautiful thing because, like, it's definitely, as they call it, chocolate city. And, like I said, a lot of the black people out here, and it's, it, they, it's, it, it, it really helps on a, the motivational aspect of, like, you know, wanting to do more because everybody's, like, definitely, like, looking out for each other, helping, like, hey, you need this job. Like, hey, you need, like, uh, what are you trying to move? Like, we can help you get into this type of building or this type of career. Like, it's, it's always like, especially even in, in the bond of fraternity, like I got frat brothers that's be trying to help every time, every, like when I first moved out here, like they showed Alpha Iota, uh, AI Alpha Iota from uh, Morgan State University. They looked out for me tremendously since I came out here. N- nothing but love, nothing but love. And now, like I say, another uh, uh, one of my close fraternity brothers out here from Theta Theta, which is University of Maryland College Park. He, he's like a little brother to me. He looks, he, he get, got me acclimated since I moved out here as well, too. And he's an engineer as well. So it's just, 
you know, being able to network with these type of people that have that's like minded, it's always a beautiful thing. And that's why I learned from being in, in the DMV area. Like, it's a lot of us like minded people. So I like keeps me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, that networking is, is definitely a, a valuable skill to have. Um, you know, I'm actually working on a project with some noobs right now. Um, and, you know, hopefully we'll get that off the ground in the spring. I can talk a little bit about it. But, um, and then also, like, uh, one of my dad's friends is a noob, and he checks on me every so often. He sends me books and, you know, makes sure I'm, I'm good. Uh, I got a network of, of people here um, that are bros, and there's, I mean, good people. It's just like um, you have that, that common bond amongst each other, and it's just like, hey, let me look to help you out. And I think that's invaluable in, you know, this type of world and this type of climate. Brotherhood is definitely, regardless of where you go, I mean, even when I was in Phoenix, I connected with brothers out in Phoenix. And I mean, down here, I've connected with certain brothers, rather they be from Indianapolis. I mean, some of our older brothers are out here, Dedry. I go see Dedry quite a bit. I haven't to, seen him in a minute, man. Dedry will, Dedry will invite me to like his Sunday dinners type thing, just to check on me and see how I'm doing type. So, That's I mean, what's I love that though. Like, it's like, we're still here for you, regardless if you're out of your element of Indianapolis or wherever you go. So everywhere. Hell yeah, man. Well, you know, speaking of kind of being out of your element and stuff like that, um, what do you guys see on the horizon in terms of, you know, where the direction is that you're going to take cognac and conversations and the next element um, of that, if you will? I mean, if anything, we're definitely looking into just creating this into a podcast as well. Like I said, currently, we're definitely building our fan base of followers right now. And like I said, it's, it's definitely growing slowly, but sure, like I said, like Darren and I talk about all the time. We know Rome was a building a day. So we're definitely keeping them, keeping them, uh, the progression moving. We're trying to build our fan base, and we're definitely eventually going to make it towards, we're going to make a podcast of it. It, 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 it. One thing, we're definitely trying to figure out, the, like, how should I say, keeping the engagement, because a lot of people love the fact that their opinions their engagement when it comes to like the live, they love the fact that they can speak their opinion right then and there. So we're definitely going to try to, we're definitely trying to figure out how to, you know, alternate, like inc- incorporate that within the podcast setting. Of course, some stuff like this type of way of Zoom and everything is, is also a good, you know, option as well. But we're definitely going to take it to the next level when it comes to the podcast aspect. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, definitely just covering all grounds. I know me and you, Jeremy, we're talking about it. We're like, okay, YouTube, you have, Apple Podcasts. There's so many different ways to get our voices out there and try to move forward as far as touching a audience and so many different ways of going about it. We we also were thinking about adding another host, maybe a female host. That's why we're thinking about doing Zoom, just to add a female perspective in. Um, but I know that's later on down the line and we're just trying to figure it out. And um, as far as engagement, that's a part of the big the big thing with Cognac Conversations, everybody wants to be engaged and feel like they're a part of the conversations, asking questions amongst everything that we're talking about. So it's just trying to figure it out as we're moving along, basically. Rod, did, did, you, did you see our little challenge? Did you see our one chip challenge? What's the, what's the challenge? What's the challenge? Let the people know. So we just recently did this past Sunday. <laughs> I don't know if you all heard, but we did the one chip challenge to where... We basically tried probably the hottest chip I've ever had in my life. 
I kid you not. The video is still up there, please. <laughs> oh, man, I got to check that out, man. I got to yeah. check that out. I didn't do this just for y'all not to watch this. Y'all better <laughs> watch this video because... We're already at like, like 650 views. Dang. It's hilarious. Man. You don't understand how hot that shit was, Ryan. You don't, you don't understand. <laughs> like, my mouth was like... we. I ate it and probably within like a five to ten second time frame, I felt that my mouth was on fire. Like, was that what you chug in the milk? Was that? <laughs> yeah. Yo. <laughs> you were like, give me it. You were so mad. Yeah. My mouth was like. <laughs> oh, it felt like somebody was taking a knife and just stabbing your tongue, man. I had to throw water in my face. And it felt like drinking the water compared to throwing the water. No. Throwing the water in my face felt so good. I was like, oh, my God. I don't understand. Yeah, man. Like, if we didn't drink that milk, like, I started to feel my head, like, pulsate. <laughs> like, I was like, well, yo, people have to see this, man. Uh, tell, tell me the ads and tell the people the ads so they can follow you on Instagram. So, uh, definitely add us on Cognac X Conversations. So at Cognac X Conversations. So and also follow our personal pages. Mine JM Robinson eighty nine. Darren, go ahead. And mine is at Mr Hightower M I S T E R H I G H T O W E R. I'll my JM R O B I N S O N eighty nine just in case. So. Oh, yeah, man. Well, I'll tell you what. You guys are two entertaining guys, man, and I do love popping into the Cognac and conversations. Um, we're getting pretty close to about an hour. And one question that I like to end the segment with is if you guys had the ears and eyes of everybody in the world and you could deliver one message, what would you say to the people? Love each other, man. I got love for everybody, man. I love every, like, regardless of who we are, everybody needs to love each other, man. It'd be such an easier world. (laughs) (laughs) Miles would be live life, man. You only get one life. Like, for real, you only get one life and just make it worth living. Like, please, because you only get one. Very true. That's beautiful, man. Well, you guys are two brothers that I really look up to, man. You, you guys know how to, you know, balance having a good time and also getting stuff done. And I think that's rare in today's age, man. Some people are, you know, only work, work, work or only play, play, play and, you know, don't really know how to keep their stuff together. So um, you two guys are, are people I see that I'm like, they figured out the formula, man. So. I really appreciate, you know, having a chance to sit down and talk with you guys. It's been wonderful to see your faces. You know, it's been a minute. So um, it's always good. Ryan, we appreciate you too, man. I look up to you, bro. Exactly. We look up to you. You you started this whole platform. Like I said, we we appreciate this. This is nice. This is beautiful. We appreciate you giving us this opportunity, man. For real.